Welcome once again to the Truth Proclaimed Podcast. My name is Aaron Owens. The Truth Proclaimed Podcast is a production of the Truth Proclaimed Network. The Truth Proclaimed Network seeks to collaborate with other like-minded believers that have a passion for declaring truth in a relativistic post-truth world through all forms of media. Visit the truthproclaimednetwork.org for more information. Email us at the Truth Proclaimed Network at gmail.com and donate through our cash app at dollar sign I am Aaron One. Psalm 38 begins like this, O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. They often tell parents, you know, those that still believe in a spanking here and there or a reprimand, they always um, caution parents uh, not to chastise your children while you are angry uh, because uh, when we're angry, we don't understand our force and the power that we can have. And we're much more powerful than our children. We don't want to hurt them, but we want them to understand the concept of of being reprimanded so they will not uh, repeat the mistakes or the disobediences that um, of the rules that we have outlined for them to maintain. We're not trying to hurt them. We're not trying to kill them. We're not trying to injure them, but we're trying to reprimand them to teach them a valuable lesson that they can apply to their lives. Psalm is here is in a predicament of sin, a predicament of weakness, a predicament of failure. And in his prayer, he prays to God and he says, Lord, I know I'm wrong. I know I messed up. I know that I deserve punishment. I know that I deserve your wrath and your anger, but I have this request because I know that you are a great God. And I just want to ask you, oh Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath. In other words, don't do it while you're angry. Yes, I need to be chastised. Yes, I need to be corrected. But Lord, have mercy. Don't do it in your anger. What brings on the anger of God? An unrepentant heart. What brings on the anger of God? A people that kicks their heels up at a merciful, at a gracious God. What brings the anger of God? A people that refuse to to take the invitation of grace that God has given us. What brings on the anger of God? A people that refuses to seek God for their diagnosis. They seek the world's wisdom. They seek their horoscopes. They seek science. They seek um, their politicians. Leaders, they seek all of these things. They seek the soothsayer and the psychic. All of these things they seek after to find answers, but they find none. And the condition begins to get worse. And when we turn away from God and do not turn to him when he is uh, uh, um, supplying grace to us freely, this brings on the anger of God. But the psalmist is not is not turning away from God, but he, he decides that he is sinful. He knows that he's sinful. He knows that he has an issue. He knows that he needs help. He knows that he has a problem, but he goes to God in a sincere prayer and says, Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath. 
Don't chasten me. Don't chastise me in thy hot displeasure. Don't, don't hit me while you're hot with me. Be merciful. If you judge me in your anger, I won't stand. I won't survive. Second verse says, For thine arrows stick fast in me, and thine hand presseth me sore. We wonder sometimes, what is this? Why things are just not going right? Why won't things seem to get better? Why won't I seem, why don't I seem to be healed mentally and emotionally? Why am I in a constant state where I feel like I'm being pressed down mentally, uh, psychologically, physiologically? Why am I constantly in a state where I'm feeling pressed down? Well, God, what the, the psalmist says here, my, thy hand presseth me sore. Sometimes it's the hand of God that's pressing us down because we're in rebellion to his will and we refuse to turn to him in prayer. There is no soundness in my flesh, third verse, because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. Thy anger is what is bringing on my mental instability. This was bringing on depression. This was bringing on this uneasiness that I have, this, this constant fear, this constant anxiety. It's the anger of God. How can we be peaceful when God is angry with us? How can we be free from depression when God is angry? How can we not have anxiety when we feel God's anger because we know that we are in rebellion to him? What, what constitutes rebellion when we are not um, following his laws, when we are not following his ways, when we serve other gods? We look at the children of Israel and we look down on them because they were idolatrous people. We say, how can they serve golden calves when God had brought them out of Egypt? Well, we, we look at ourselves, we find... When we look under the microscope and we see ourselves deeper and we, we don't look at ourselves in a higher place than what we really are. We begin to see that we're no better than those people. We serve foreign gods when God has even implanted his spirit in us. We turn from the very gift that he has given us and we turn to false gods, to false idols. Anything that we love more than God, anything that we do uh, in contradiction to God's laws and we have an affection for becomes our God. Idolatry is, is how we rebel from God. Idolatry is how we are brought on the anger of God in our world today. Anything that we put before God brings the anger of God. And therefore, there's no soundness in our mind, in our spirit, in our heart. He says, in my flesh, because of thine anger, Neither is there any rest in my bones. Can't rest. Stand up half the night thinking about this, thinking about that, trying to scheme and come up with a way to get out of the situation. 
but all the while avoiding what God is speaking down in our spirit to do that we just need to humble ourselves. He says, if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, we're looking here and there. We feel like maybe if we had more money, if we had more resources, if if our wife was acting right and if our husband was acting right, if our kids were acting right, if this was uh, working for us, if we had a new job, we had a new ambition, if we had our own career, if we if we had this, if we had that, then then we could get out of this mental state that we're in. But I want to help you to understand, man, that and woman, that it is the, the anger of God. It is our rebellion against God that has brought on our mental instability. Depression is at an all time high in the world. And depression is at an all time high in the church. More people in anxiety medicine in the church than ever before. We can't therapy our way out of rebellion. We can't therapy our way out of the necessities of prayer. We can't, we can't medicine our way out of repentance, out of a turning wholeheartedly to God. It's one thing to pray, but it's another thing to give God a sincere prayer. A sincere prayer lays everything out. A sincere prayer acknowledges our sin. A sincere prayer says to God, I'm at a loss. I, I, I'm not trying nothing else. I'm not doing nothing else. I'm going to stay here in your presence until you help me, until you work on me, until you deliver me, until you bring me out, until you heal me from this addiction. I'm going to stay here in your presence because I tried everything else and everything else has failed. Now I have to try you. A sincere prayer is a, is a desperate prayer. A sincere prayer is a prayer that is not looking to any other alternatives. A sincere prayer, it says, I have sold out and I have no other alternatives. Sincere prayer is honest. It's an honest prayer. A sincere prayer doesn't look at anybody else. A sincere prayer looks inward. A sincere prayer says, I am the problem. Mm. Sincere prayer says, Lord, I've done wrong. I've sinned. I've I've come short of your glory. And I I keep doing it over and over again. But Lord, help me. Sincere prayer brings forth the moanings that cannot be uttered. The Bible says, but he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. We make of intercession for the saints according to the will of God. A sincere prayer will go beyond words, will go into a place of of, of moaning and tongues that only God can understand that will bring forth a a reconciliation with God, will bring forth a a new connection, a fresh hold with God that that, that cannot be broken. A a sincere prayer will bring forth a, a new connection in the Holy Spirit. Sincere prayer would say, Lord, I, I had your spirit. But Lord, I don't, I don't think I, I have what I used to have. Sincere prayer says, Lord, I know you're angry with me. But don't rebuke me while you're angry. Don't chasten me when you're hot with me. I, I won't be able to survive. I won't be able to make it. Lord have mercy on me 
according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Cleanse me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. I acknowledge my transgressions. and My sin is ever before me. My iniquities are going over my head. You ever felt like your sin that you felt like you had under control? The thing you did on the side is now over your head. You're now drowning in the thing that used to be two feet of water. It's now six feet of water and you can't swim. This is what sin will do. Sin is deceptive. Satan's tool is the very concept of deceptiveness because it always makes you think that you can handle it until you can no longer survive, until it goes over your head and you find yourself in things that you never intended to be in. You find yourself doing things that you never intended to do. You find yourself hitting an all-time new low. You say, I'll never do that. Well, I'm doing it now because sin he says, it's gone over my head in the four verse. It's a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. What is depression? Many people describe it like a, just a heavy burden upon you. It affects every aspect of our life. It affects our marriages. It affects our jobs. It affects our children. A heavy burden. We are in rebellion against God. It's like a heavy burden. We won't give up our sin. It's a heavy burden. Sin is a heavy burden. That's why Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, upon you, and learn of me. If I am meek and lowly, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is an opportunity for us to be honest with ourselves, to acknowledge our sin, and to acknowledge our transgression, and to say, I'm not in the place that I used to be in. Lord, I need your assistance. Take me back to the place where I first received you. Renew in me a right spirit, creating me a clean heart. Renewing me a right spirit. Not what I thought I was. Not powerful like I thought I was. I'm not inherently good like I used to think I was. But the heart of man is evil and desperately wicked. Don't be surprised that we have a slant toward evil and not good. This is the Bible fulfilling itself. This is what makes the word of God true. That we are inherently evil and not good. And we need a savior. I don't care. You never murdered nobody. You never did this. You never done that. But the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He says we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He says our righteousness is as filthy rags. It's nothing to God. When we try to offer God, offer God our self-righteousness, it's like offering him something filthy. When he talked about filthy rags, in 
in that language, in that context, he was talking about a menstrual cloth. It's filthy to God. God does not want our self-righteousness. But he wants the righteousness that is provided through the sacrifice that has already been made, not by us, but by Jesus Christ. He didn't make the sacrifice for us to offer God our own righteousness, but he made the sacrifice so that he might allow us to offer God the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice that he made once and for all, for all men. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. What does God require? What is God asking? What is the answer to a perplexed mind? A sincere prayer. A prayer of repentance. A prayer of sincerity. A prayer for help. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen.